Hey, it's Clark from the Down South IT Podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on cell phone PIN numbers. So I'm finally back from my excursion to my very much undisclosed location back in the home studio and ready to rock and roll again. Now, granted, the only thing you really might hear right about now as far as tech news is going to be how coronavirus is affecting it. I'm not going to do that because there's simply too much junk out there, too much misinformation. Nobody knows exactly what's going on. I'm not going to be a part of that, so I'm not even going to attempt to try. So I'm going to keep things light, as I like to do, and I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk today about PIN numbers on your cell phone. Now, there was a recent study by some researchers from Apple and from Google that said that basically if you use a six-digit PIN code on your phone to to keep it locked, that it might not actually be as secure as a four-digit PIN code. And they gave some of, at, at the end of the article, and I'll give them out here in a minute, they gave some of the worst PIN numbers to have on your phone, that, you know, the easiest ones that people guess, basically. So, but the, the whole thing comes about is that whenever you have more digits to work with, so if you have a six-digit PIN code like you do on the iPhones, people are more inclined to use different random, different strings of numbers, not random, but different strings of numbers that are easier for them to type. In that case, that actually leads them to be less secure. So whenever you're looking at four digit codes, those can be roughly 10,000 different combinations. And while you have a six digit pin code, that could be upwards of 1 million different combinations that, you know, it would take somebody to guess it. But because humans are inherently, we like patterns. And because we like patterns and structure, that means that we use that. It filters down to the codes and passwords that we use. So if you're using one of these pin codes that I'm going to give you, you may want to change it because these are some of the more obvious ones that you can use, at least from their research anyway. So if you're using a four-digit pin, one, two, three, four, all zeros, all ones, all twos, you know, all of any number basically is probably going to be a really bad idea as far as a pin code. But there's a few other ones on here that were a little less obvious. And that would be 2580, just going straight down the middle. 5683, which was kind of interesting. 0852. And 1998, I'm guessing uh, we got a whole lot of people that were born in 1988 that were in this study. So if you have any of those and on a four-digit passcode, might want to change it, something a little less obvious. So go, getting into the six-digit pins is one, two, three, four, five, six, and then the opposite of that, six, five, four, three, two, one, and then again, all of the same numbers, all ones, all zeros, all sixes. And then simple combinations, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, one, two, two, three, three, seven, eight, nine, four, five, six. And if you use the diagonals, one, five, nine, seven, five, three. So if you have any of those as a six digit pin, you may want to 
opt for a different one. And of course, if you want to be really more secure than that, which I'm not a big fan of the biometric stuff as far as the 3D facial recognition and different things like that, the face unlock. I'm not a big fan of those because those can be spoofed. But the fingerprint sensors, those are getting so reliable now. I would much rather see people use that as a second factor authentication or even an unlock to a phone because those are a lot harder to spoof. Everything is kept on the phone, so no data is actually transmitted when you create your fingerprint profile. So the only place that it, it can exist is on the phone. So if you have, have a fingerprint sensor, but you're not utilizing it, and you have one of those pin numbers, you may, why not take the plunge, go for it. Now, just one thing real quick on Corona. It's not exactly a Corona issue, but it's a security issue. I did see this article also today. I posted it up on Facebook at Down South IT if you want to go check that out also. But it's basically they're sending malware ridden versions of a coronavirus update map and there it's it's a java based malware so if you do get an email with say and click here for a live map of corona you know outbreaks in your area whatever it is don't click on it okay because it is a malware thing it will install via a java applet which is a very well-known thing that they do as far as malware malware loves java because it's so easy to manipulate it's not a corona thing it's a security thing if you do see that come through your email in the next few days few weeks please don't click on it unless you actually signed up for alerts like that from your local news provider or some other provider that can give you accurate and good content Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to check out the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com. Facebook page, at DownSouthIT, where you can check out that article that I posted a little bit earlier. YouTube page, where I will be filming a that video review for that Vixing FM Bluetooth transmitter here fairly shortly. I'll probably film it tomorrow, so it should be up beginning of next week. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all again for listening. This has been My Two Cents.